0: I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The is to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Coming to you live across the country, 7 to 10 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the Pacific Coast. It's Pacific time. You can hear us by going to Aftermath.fm. It's a radio affiliate online. And also you can listen to TalkStreamLive.com where they take some of the best radio stations in the country. They link to them and you can listen to online there if you can't find a local radio station that plays the show. And if you'd like a local pro- program director to play the show, just call up and ask. It'd be nice to be on a station near you if you're listening online. Anyway, I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we took some time off to go to a KISS concert. So it was kind of a a way to build morale for the staff. And uh, so for those of you that wondered why we didn't have a show on Friday, it was because of that. But we had a lot of fun. I took Liam and Ron and Wes, and and we took some other people with us as well. We took Andrew and uh, Tony and just a number of people. We had a lot of fun. I figured it's their last gig here. Might as well just take them out and have fun. We did. We had a blast. And uh, it's It's a memory. It's a memory that uh, I'm hoping that everybody hangs on to uh, because it's uh, it was that good of a time. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I had talked about the other night was, I, I talked about social media. And I was talking about how 60% of what you see on social media is all bots. And if you look at like Twitter Twitter has been nothing more than daily reports of so-called pandemics of the un- un- unvaccinated. They always call about the pandemic of the unvaccinated. There isn't a morning that goes by that I don't see an email or I see an email of a tweet that tells me someone has died because they don't listen or they didn't listen to the science regarding vaccines and how allegedly safe there are. In fact, I, uh, I actually sent an email to someone saying, please stop sending me your fear porn. Because I just did you know, you don't want to hear that people are dying. You do you know, that they're dying, but you don't want to hear that they're dying. Creating the unvaccinated class and persecuting them is becoming dangerous, and I, and I don't believe people even know what they are indicating when they use such nonsense words like "pandemic of the unvaccinated." I mean, there's no need for a history of racial discrimination to hang your hat on, but anti-vaxxers, of course. There's a difference here, I guess, but we can safely say that they are identified as the other, the unvaccinated. And there's a hatred for those who don't care about me or those that I love. That's what I hear all the time. You don't care about me or those that I love? You'd wear a mask. You'd get a vaccine. The key common denominator, it seems, is the common concept of caring for others before caring for yourself, which is ironically clearly not the true psychological operator in this situation. These people seem to care far more for themselves and their own safety and their opinion than they do for the rights and freedoms and safety of others. Take the jab to save me. Never mind you. Never mind that you might die or get sick in the process. Just take the jab to save me. And even then, taking the jab to save me? (laughs) You're not going to save me. You're probably going to shed and I'm going to get it too. So what this is... Get it? This is called the new normal. What we're experiencing is normal, they think. Uh, but it's the new normal. Normal from the perspective that human beings have the innate capability of being all sorts of ugly things to people they don't necessarily agree with. I mean, the technocrats need to transform us into an underclass of anti-social conspiracy theorists, anti vaxxer dis- disinformationists, white supremacist election result deniers, potentially violent domestic extremists, and whatever other epithets they come up with so that we can be painted as dangerously unhinged freaks and cast out of society in a way that makes it appear that we have just cast out ourselves. They want to make it look like it's our idea that we don't want to participate, and so therefore they've cast themselves out. They're out of the picture. If we've learned anything over the past year and a half, it's that corruption is rampant throughout our public health agencies and medical organizations. As reported by Armstrong Economics, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funds have significant influence over public health agencies in both the United States and the United Kingdom. The Gates Foundation also owns major shares in both Pfizer and BioNTech, which jointly developed a COVID shot August 23, 2021, and was granted full approval for the use in people 16 years of age and older by the FDA. So the Gates Foundation started shifting its investments into pharmaceuticals in 2002. That year, Gates invested $205 million into nine large drug companies, including Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson. The decision to take stakes in individual firms appears to be a shift in strategy and for the first time aligns the charity's interests with those of the drug firms. Gates initially invested in Pfizer, quote, with the stand of intention of expanding access to pharmaceutical companies' all-in-one injectable contraceptive. Once the COVID-19 pandemic broke out, Gates predicted early on that Pfizer would be the first to get emergency use approval. The Gates Foundation didn't pick up the BioNTech shares until September of 2019, just three months before the COVID pandemic emerged when it bought about $55 million worth of shares. Well, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is also involved whether through brying up huge tracts of farmland, promoting a much-heralded but failed green revolution for Africa, they are involved with pushing biosynthetic food. And they are also behind, and they've invested in new genetic engineering technologies or more generally facilitating the aims of the mega agri-food corporations that are producing GMOs and impossible burgers and all this other stuff. So we're, we're currently seeing an acceleration of the corporate consolidation of the entire global agri-food chain. The high-tech data conglomerates, including Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, and Google, have also joined traditional agribusiness giants such as Cortiva, Bayer, Cargill, Syngenta, and they do so in a quest to impose a certain type of agriculture and food production in the world. Now, of course, those involved in this portray that what they're doing is some kind of humanitarian endeavor. What they think they are doing is they think that they are saving the planet with climate-friendly solutions or they, they believe that they're helping farmers or that they're going to be feeding the world. And this is how many of them probably do genuinely regard their role inside the corporate echo chamber. They see themselves as heroes. They see themselves as, uh, you know, the food gods. They see themselves as those who hold all the stakes because, food is very important for survival but see what they're really doing is they're repackaging the dispossessive strategies of the imperialism of feeding the world controlling what we eat and what we use is part of the strategy number of strategies that have been proposed by the world economic forum since the green revolution the united states agribusiness and financial institutions like the world bank and the international monetary fund have sought to Took farmers and nation states on corporate seeds and proprietary inputs as well as loans to construct the type of agri-infrastructure and chemical-intensive farming requirements. Monsanto, which is now Bayer, and other agribusiness concerns have been around since the 1990s and they've been attempting to further consolidate their grip on global agriculture and farmers' corporate dependency with the rollout of genetically engineered seeds these are the GMOs we talk about. Now, it's clear that the Green Revolution has been a failure in terms of its devastating environmental impacts. Also, the undermining of highly productive traditional low-input agriculture to sound ecological footing. Also, the displacement of rural populations, the adverse effects on village communities, nutrition, health, and regional food scarcity or security. So, regardless of what you're being told, the industry and its well-funded lobbyists and bought off career scientists continue to spin the line that GMOs or GM crops are a marvelous success and that the world needs even more of them to avoid a global food shortage. GM crops are required to feed the world is well-worn industry slogan, trotted out available opportunity. We need to feed the world. So therefore we're going to use this and we're going to try just like the claim of GM crops being a tremendous success. It's a myth. Their crops are not healthy many places will ban them. Their next project is a new gene drive. Once again, it all boils down to eugenics or genetics. We are seeing genetic epigenetics and every kind of genetics possible to mess with mother nature. And so this new gene drive and gene editing technique has now been developed, and the industry is seeking the unregulated commercial release of products that are based on these methods. So the question remains as to what Bill Gates, who has invested in vaccines, is now interested in the agribusiness. Why? Well, the answer may lie in genetically modified foods that contain the ingredients found in the mRNA vaccine vaccinations of course are controversial for a lot of people especially when it comes to injections but what if you could replace your next shot with a salad instead researchers at the university of california riverside are working on a way to grow edible plants that carry the same medication as an mrna vaccine i'll say it again The University of California Riverside are working on a way to grow edible plants that carry the same medication as an mRNA vaccine. So, if you don't want to get the jab, you can always sit down and have a nice salad, a little mRNA vaccine, and a Santa Ranch. Easy as that. Would you do it that way if they offered it to you? This is their way of making it easy. (laughs) This is their way of making it easy. Would you like a salad? Would you like some mRNA vaccine with that? 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clegg Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clegg Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only four ninety nine a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform plus the archive shows and podcasts it's 9.99 a month again that's aftermath.media that's aftermath.media thanks for supporting ground zero